This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 993. I am your host, Greg Audino, and we're going to be doing our usual Saturday thing here, folks, which is taking a look at a question about relationships that we received on our advice column show, Optimal Living Advice, which I also host. We share some of these episodes with you so you can see how a lot of the tips we learn about in our narrations can be used and applied in real-life scenarios, scenarios faced by your fellow listeners who reach out looking for help. And today's asker is in a very unique spot. She feels very complete after having spent a lot of time focusing on herself, but there is still that one thing, that one thing that's keeping her from being really at peace, and that would be the absence of a soulmate. She's trying to just trust and not daydream so much, but we all know that can be hard to do. So let's see if we can help her out a little bit and start optimizing your life. Dear Greg, I have been on this incredible journey of personal development for a while now, and I have never been happier. The only thing that is still on my mind is finding my soulmate. I'm a big believer in everything is meant to be, and timing is everything. But how do I stop daydreaming about the person I'm going to find? I feel like these thoughts are often distracting and make me feel as though my life is not truly complete until I meet someone. It would be much appreciated if you could shed some light on this. Thanks. You're so very welcome. Happy to be of service. First of all, congratulations on your journey so far. Very glad that it's led you to a happy place and that you're feeling on top of your game. Ironically, uh, most personal development lovers seem to get spit out on the other side of that pretty frequently, so I'm happy that you're happy. But yeah, this contrast is weird, isn't it? Believing that everything is meant to be on the one hand but on the other hand, not feeling complete if you don't find someone. Mm. For anyone that throws themselves into personal development, it's important to realize that it's not, it's not really a means of cleaning your slate, you know? Personal development gurus might trick you into thinking that, you know, one seminar will change your entire life, but they don't. Sure, you can learn skills that you can take with you to gradually change a lot about who you are, but your past and your beliefs from the past they will always be a part of you. What I'm getting at is that although you're on this personal development journey, which is doing a lot of good for you, there's nothing wrong with being caught up in your long-standing values and narratives about life being about love and happiness only being found when you're with someone else. So welcome these thoughts. They're you and they're natural. Real development is more about accepting these things rather than trying to change them. Any real change won't really occur without that acceptance as a prerequisite. Now, all that being said, connection is huge. Sure, if you've listened to this podcast at all, or if you've dabbled much in any personal development stuff, you've probably heard that you need to be happy with yourself first and foremost. You have to be whole before you can fully give yourself to another and all that stuff. And it's true. But that doesn't change the innate yearning for connection. What you and I both know, though, is that connection can't be forced. There's a lot you can do to find a romantic partner, 
but ultimately you can't control every part of the equation. So what we're going to focus on first here are the things that you can control when it comes to feeling connection. Yeah, romantic connection is very specific, but where else can you find connection in life that is not as difficult? Make sure that in your pursuit to find love, you aren't overlooking the connection found in friends and family, pets, or maybe volunteer work. I don't want to call them substitutes, but there are a lot of other outlets like these that can provide a great sense of connection and companionship. But, you know, they just don't get the same credit or or glamour (laughs) that romantic love does. While you wait for your romance to show up or not show up, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not seeking connection in these other ways. But that's all supplementing, right? You know, family, friendships, pets, volunteer work, and whatever else. Adding more of those things into your life, it fills the void of loneliness. But it doesn't change the fact that a void is still there. It's like if you had a big hole in the sand, the hole being loneliness, and then you fill the hole with rocks, being different types of connection. So you can you can walk across now. Hopefully the rocks aren't too jagged, but it's clear that there's still a hole there. And don't come at me about how sand is actually just crushed up rocks. I, I don't want to hear it. The problem is so is sort of fixed, right? But it could be better. There could be no sign of a hole whatsoever. <laughs> I hope this is going somewhere. <laughs> so in addition to adding connection to your life in whatever form you can, you know, supplementing like the rocks, It's also helpful to remove the hole altogether, to change the way you value or think about loneliness instead of just patching it up with the rocks. As I mentioned at the beginning, it's important to honor your feelings and realize that there's nothing wrong with you for having them. But you can still try to make them healthier at the same time. Maybe this means reflecting on all the good things about being alone that are more challenging if you have a partner. Maybe it's about considering all the wonderful things you've done in the past that you could not have done if you were with someone. Maybe it's spending more time with other happy singles and getting a feel for how they handle it. Over time, these types of concentrated efforts bring new experiences that offer a new perspective on the benefits of being single. Just the same as the experiences you've had once upon a time that offered you a perspective on why it's better not to be single. It's a trade-off of experiences, and experiences are the best ways to alter values, hands down. Now, the final caveat worth mentioning, of course, there's always something. I have this term, this term I like to use called the invisible anchor. I actually haven't used it in a while, so maybe I, sh- maybe I should get back into that. The invisible anchor <clears throat> is any single thing or concept that we trick ourselves into thinking will give us that final sense of everlasting security. For many people, it's a loving relationship. For some, it's a job. For some, it's a move. For others, it's a sum of money, perhaps. Any item that tricks us into thinking it will solve enough of our problems that our worry will be permanently deafened, is that's an invisible anchor, right? And it's a scam. There is no such thing. New problems will arise, new concerns, Whether or not you meet the love of your life, you'll likely keep finding reasons to feel your life is incomplete anyway. There's always something that we want to add. There's very rarely that sense of perfect content where we might say, yes, my life is a 10 out of 10 and I wouldn't change a single thing. 
Of course, we should all continue to seek things which we feel are meaningful so as to make the problems we do face as good of problems as they can be, but there will always be problems and shortcomings and a reason to feel that our lives are incomplete nonetheless. While a loving relationship can be one of the best things that can happen to us, no question, they're still just moving pieces and thus shouldn't be allowed to define our lives too much. And there you have it, folks. Thanks a lot to the asker for submitting this one. I would say if there is one takeaway from this episode for all of you, uh, it would be that this viewer's desire for a partner is easily interchangeable with anything that we feel we need to make our lives complete. And thus, the way back is all the same. Honor your feelings, accept them, and if you really would prefer, not demand, that they be different, see what you can do to both fill the gap and change your feelings about the gap. Hope that's all clear. But if you have your own questions to send in, go ahead and do it. You can email them to us at advice at oldpodcast.com. Advice at oldpodcast.com. We love hearing them, so keep them coming. Otherwise, have a marvelous rest of your day. Thanks a lot for being here, and I'll catch you tomorrow on the Sunday show, where your optimal life awaits.